0: If you believe in any kind of existential philosophy, I think it is us close to true evil as I have ever seen in my work with people who have been harmed by other people. And I do a lot of work in interpersonal violence. Every girl is at risk simply because they are a girl. We want all girls educated in the risks about relationships, just like we believe all girls should be educated and have knowledge about human trafficking, so they know what to do. So it's important to have that conversation with girls, not just sweep it under the carpet, never my girl, never her. Uh, something unique about the violation of the body and when I teach about human trafficking one of the things I talk about is how the body is actually the scene of the crime so because it is a violation of one's physical person through um sexual behavior there's actually no way to escape it you can't get away you can't wash it off you cannot forget you cannot get out you actually take the violated body with you into your new life if you are ever lucky enough to escape human trafficking so there's various ways that a girl can be recruited a lot of uh ways that we see is what we call boyfriending so uh, the the young girl uh, meets a guy who you know, she describes as her boyfriend. Um, guy can build trust and then um, he can start to demand things of her. If you loved me you would do this. And she will 100% believe and describe him as her boyfriend but in reality he is pimping her out and um, that's probably one of the major ways and you know sometimes they're too afraid to say anything because of judgment um, from parents and people that are close to them what would they say? And so for me it's such a painful but passionate piece of work i'm always shocked when i realize how few members of the community actually know that human trafficking is happening underneath their very noses
1: welcome back little joe's conservative corner you would think as serious as human trafficking is there'd be a little bit more emphasis on it trump had put into place operation talon through ice The operation led to the arrest of more than 19,700 illegal aliens with sexual criminal offenses, which in turn kept American streets a little bit safer. Uh, If you've been paying attention at all over the past, say, year uh, since Trump implemented this system, you've been seeing consistently busts all over the country where they're saving children and adults from these despicable and disgusting human beings. Well, as much as we may care about it, Sleepy Joe decided to end this operation. To give you an example, 77.5% of the traffickers that were arrested were illegals. On average, they were arresting 15 traffickers per day. In America, 32 people per day are lost to trafficking. That's adults and children. 32 is a pretty big number. May not sound like much, but you take that times 365 and it just gets that ugly that fast. We currently have 18 attorney generals asking Biden to please reverse his decision on ending that program. I would like to ask Biden myself, why would you even consider ending that program? The person, Joe Biden, that is supposed to be protecting Americans in the United States, you just made it that much more unsafe. On top of that, he's considering allowing 11 million to 20 million illegals to have citizenship. Now, there's a number of reasons why that's bad. This being one of them, I am sure and I am definitely not saying that all of those people are human traffickers. I am simply going to say that in that amount of people, there has to be some there. With the amount that they've been catching and being that 77.5% of the traffickers are illegal, there has to be some there. So you literally are allowing these degenerates into our society to attack Americans by taking away their children and loved ones, young men and young women. And apparently he has no problem doing it. My problem is this is not a political issue. This is a human issue. Why why are we not protecting Americans? Why are we not protecting children? If he's the one charged with protection, he should be the one leading on this issue, taking the bull by the horns. But instead... He gets rid of the program. Operation Talon is now dead. You don't complete the wall. You're given amnesty. It's just getting uglier and uglier by the day. You know, I try to stay optimistic, but this is going to be a rough four years. Or at least two out of the four, let's say. If we can take back either chamber, house, or senate, we should be able to smooth things out a little bit and calm it back down. But at least for the next two years, it's going to be ugly. In other news... Uh, Supreme Court refuses Trump's effort to block tax return. According to Politico, they didn't even give him a reason why they refused it, and Trump is going to have to release. They're seeking eight years of personal and corporate taxes, um, but supposedly they're saying it can't be disclosed to the public, but that's never stopped these people before because somebody's always leaking something out. So I'm confident that when it gets turned over to the attorney, there'll be a hiccup and something will leak out per the norm. They just can't leave this guy alone. There really is no life for them outside of Trump. Twitter, there's no life outside of Trump. and mainstream media has nothing to talk about. It's almost like they're waiting for him to do something so that they can flare up for a second like a hemorrhoid and then calm back down. Well, Sunday, they'll probably flare up if Trump shows up to CPAC. He's supposed to close it out on Sunday, and I'm sure they're going to be salivating over every word that he says so that they can attack him in whichever way that they're going to attack him. Uh, This is a witch hunt. I think it's ridiculous that he has to produce his taxes. He's already out of office. He is a private citizen again. And this is just their continued effort to ridicule this man until the end. I know that they're scared of him for 2024, and they should be, because there is a high potential he'll be coming back. He still has that much support. And I'm pretty sure the party is working on gaining even more support. Jason Miller was on Newsmax, and he was talking about President Trump and about the continued effort to gain more support as we get closer and closer to 2024. So here's that interview. Well, I think what you're going to
2: hear President Trump talk about next Sunday on the 28th is the future of the Republican Party. And there are a number of lessons that we learned in 2020 where we saw President Trump bring in a record amount of African-American voters, Latino-American voters on the GOP side, uh, bigger numbers than we've seen in modern Republican presidential history. We have to keep these voters engaged in the party. And this is something that Jeffrey's covered quite a bit over the years. The voting coalitions have come together to get Republicans across the finish line. And so keep in mind for 2020, it was only 44,000 votes over three states, Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin, that separated President Trump from being reelected. So not only will we hear the president talk about President Trump, talk about what we have to do to win in the midterms and in 2024, he's going to talk about that America first populism and the Republican Party. It's a different Republican Party than in 2000 or even in uh, 1980.
1: And he's absolutely right about that. The Republican Party is changing. We're looking to get rid of all the rhino Republicans and replace them with people who actually are willing to fight for what the people want and actually love this country. So 2022 should be a good year for us, hopefully. I found a really, I don't even know, stupid story from Brett Bart News. uh, Columbia University professor Carl Hart says that he uses heroin regularly as part of his, quote, work-life balance, end quote. The professor added that he first tried heroin six or seven years ago, and at the time, he was already a tenured professor who was well over 40 years old. First of all, what the hell does being over 40 years old have to do anything with using or not using heroin I have no idea, and the fact that this person is an actual professor is unbelievable. Uh, He further went on to say, and I quote, My heroin use is as recreational as my alcohol use. Like vacation, sex, and other arts, heroin is one of the tools that I use to maintain my work-life balance. He actually wrote a book on this entitled Drug Use for Grown-Ups, Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear. Imagine all those years of schooling. (laughs) This guy is a professor of psychology and neuroscience at Columbia. So, I mean, that just is just dumb. (laughs) Really, it's just dumb. He also ended up saying, The notion that people are not going to use drugs, that's silly in adolescent. Claiming that's what his book is about, being a (laughs) grown-up. Do you see the real problem here? Is how the left always tries to normalize everything. Now it's okay to do heroin as long as you're responsible with the amount you're doing. It's not like tens of thousands of people are dying of overdoses from this very drug all the time. This is the most ridiculous article. I have ever seen in Columbia University, how this man still works for you, I have no idea. He obviously needs help. He needs to go seek counseling himself because he's obviously addicted to drugs because you don't use heroin recreationally. This is a dangerous controlled substance, opium, heroin, opioids. That's why they're so cautious in giving them to you in the hospital because they know how addictive they can be. We have a war against opiates right now, but yet we're going to try to normalize it. Of course. Why why not? As crazy as everything has been, uh, 2020, you didn't think it could get any dumber. Well, welcome to 2021. It got a whole lot dumber, and now we are in the insane asylum. And believe me, it's the patients running the asylum, not the doctors, because it is that insane right now. I do not envy that guy right now. And since we're on the topic of insane people, Dr. Fauci comes to mind. Here's a little clip from him, and then we'll talk about it.
3: My recommendations will come out to guide us in a more precise way.
4: You and the president have suggested that we'll approach normality toward the end of the year. What does normal mean? Do you think Americans will still be wearing masks, for example, in 2022?
3: You know, I think it is possible that that's the case. And again, it really depends on what you mean by normality. If right. Normality that's what I want you to exactly it. <laughs> the way. It... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Dana, it's important because if normality means exactly the way things were before we had this happen to us, I, I, I mean, I can't predict that. I mean, obviously, I think we're going to have a significant degree of normality beyond what the the terrible burden that all of us have been through over the last year that as we get into the fall and the winter by the end of the year i agree with the president completely that we will be approaching a degree of normality it may or may not be precisely the way it was in november of 2019 but it'll be much much better than what we're doing right now
4: why do you think americans might have to wear masks into 2022
3: You know, because it depends on the the level of, 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 uh, of dynamics of virus that's in the community. And that's really important, because that gets back to something, again, that you said. If you see the level coming down really, really very low, I want it to keep going down to a baseline that's so low that there's virtually no threat. Or not no, it'll never be zero, but a minimal, minimal threat that you will be exposed to someone who is infected. So if you combine getting most of the people in the country vaccinated with getting the level of of virus in the community very, very low, then I believe you're going to be able to say, you know, for the most part, we don't necessarily have to wear masks. But if we have a level of virus that is at that level that it was months and months ago, like 20,000 per day is a heck of a lot better than what it's been. But that's still very high level of virus in the Mm. community. I want to see it go way down when it goes way down and the overwhelming majority of the people in the population are vaccinated. Then I would feel comfortable in saying, you know, we need to pull back on the masks. We don't need to have masks. Wow.
4: So so your timeline is taking us out a year, maybe two years, maybe even longer.
3: No, I you know, I can't say that, Dana. And and I don't want to I don't want it to be said that because then it'll be a soundbite. That's not true. (laughs) I'm saying we don't know. We don't know. And and you know, the president said it very, very well at the very end of his press conference when he was in uh, Michigan at the Pfizer plant. He said, you know, you ask me to make projections. These are just projections that are estimates. And a lot of things can happen to modify that. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why we've got to be careful, because you have variants that you need to deal with. There are so many other things that would make a projection that I give you today mm-hmm. on this Sunday Wind up not being the case six months from now.
4: Understood, understood. I have to before I let you go ask about uh, the grim milestone that the u s. looks like it's going to reach five hundred thousand deaths from this virus. You've yeah. been in the trenches on this since the beginning. What's your reaction to this milestone coming up?
3: it's 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 terrible, dana. it's it's really horrible. It's something that is, historic. It's nothing like we've ever been through in the last 102 years since the 1918 influenza pandemic. People decades from now, Dana, are going to be talking about this as a, as a terribly historic milestone, you know, in the history of this country to have these many people to have died from a respiratory-borne infection. It really is a terrible situation that we've been through and that we're still going through. And that's the reason why we keep insisting to continue with the public health measures because we don't want this to get much worse than it already is.
4: That is very true. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Dr. Fauci, and thank you so much for everything.
1: Notice how that goal post just keeps on moving. A lot of people don't remember, but we were supposed to do 15 days to slow the curve. Well, we're over a year still trying to slow the curve, Apparently. Uh, They keep talking about new strands of the virus to keep the fear level up. You went from wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Now you're at wearing two masks, which is just beyond ridiculous and no science to back it up. We have multiple vaccines that are out right now. And Johnson & Johnson has just applied to get theirs on the market as well. So if you do, you'd have at least three that we're using in the United States. But we have two for sure right now, the Pfizer and the Moderna. You've got the majority of the country still shut down, or at least in the blue states still shut down. And although there's been 500,000 deaths, the CDC put on its website itself that if you're a healthy adult, only 10% of those deaths occurred, which puts you at about 50,000 in a little over a year that have passed away from this. The majority of them being in New York with Idiot Cuomo. So Fauci thinks that we're going to end up doing this Well into 2022. I can tell you I am not. I think most Americans are not. Democrat, Republican, whatever. Everybody's fed up with this. Everybody's tired of this. It just goes on and on and on. It's amazing to me that they think people are that stupid that they don't notice that they continually move the goalpost. It was a sham. It has been a sham the whole time. The severity level of it's a sham, not the virus itself. Did you happen to notice that if we weren't about to cross that 500,000 threshold of deaths, nobody's been saying a whole lot about it in the news? It's been kind of played down. Why? Because the numbers are plummeting everywhere. People just don't care anymore. People are being vaccinated. COVID was exploited for political gain. It's also a catalyst for the Great Reset. That is its sole purpose of being here. That is why they don't want to let it go. That's why they keep moving the goalpost. You need to continue to fight for your freedom and fight against it because it's all nonsense. Jesus. And finally, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola ended up doing a training course for all their employees. And during the training course, one of the slides asked them to be less white (laughs) can you please be less white I don't know I woke up this morning I looked in the mirror I tried really hard before I went to sleep last night but when I looked in the mirror man I was just as white as when I went to sleep maybe a little bit paler because I hadn't seen the sun in about eight hours not 100% sure but I couldn't shake the whiteness off of me my God, because it's a sin to be white these days. It's just evil. And since all these woke companies are just rolling with it, they're just making complete fools out of themselves. When you pay somebody to actually come give a class to all your employees and one of the slides say, to be less white, I nothing quite screams racism like telling you to be racist towards a particular group of people, don't you think? Um Funny thing, I was listening to Glenn Beck this morning and Stu and Glenn explained it and this is the best way you could explain it. I couldn't agree with them more. Take the word white out and put any other demographic in there and see how badly it sounds. So if it sounds that badly for them, believe me, it's that badly for white people. So if you go act less black, that would be perceived as pretty racist or act less Latin or act less Chinese Well, now they want you to act less white. So they're telling you to not behave as a white person. So they're singling out white people, asking you to single out white people and to change the way you act. So now be racist towards white people. Nothing gets rid of racism like promoting it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time on this but that because I think it's just absolutely stupid. But there it is. Way to go, Coca-Cola. Another, you know, American icon of a company. Coca-Cola with the signs and everything. Now, down the toilet. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, please let some people know about me. You can follow me on Twitter at LJCONSERCRN. Gmail, LJCONSERCRN at gmail.com. Parler at Joe Little. Also, There has been a lot of chatter going on uh, between, it seems like, our social media network or conservative networks where they're attacking Parler. I know the owner of Gab had something to say with some crazy conspiracy theory that the new uh, CEO of Parler has something to do with George Soros. One thing, please, can we not attack each other? We're getting attacked enough as it is. Shouldn't we all be working together to try to create free platforms and preserve free speech instead of attacking each other? It would be nice. Cloud Hub, Little Joe CC, and Gab, Little Joe's Corner. God bless. Have a great Tuesday.